0: This is Pet Life Radio. Let's Talk Pets.
1: Welcome to Vet Candy's podcast in other news. A podcast to expand your idea of what is impacting the veterinary world, veterinarians, and all animal care professionals as humans. We are your co-hosts. I'm Dr. Jen.
2: And I'm Dr. Jason Chaffield.
1: If you are not yet a Vet Candy subscriber... Why not? Please subscribe for free today at MyVetCandy.com. And if you've got lovely, complimentary, and positive things to say, you can reach me at Jen at MyVetCandy.com.
2: And for everything else, you can reach me at Jason at MyVetCandy.com.
1: Okay, our topic today is adaptation to business. During the pandemic. Dun, In, dun, other
2: news, it, dun, dun, dun. In other news, innovation is key. And it's it the is. key to success.
1: It is. Uh, Jason, have you ever innovated anything?
2: Well, I'm innovating right now without being able to get a haircut. If you guys can't see my hairstyle, it's very innovative. Hairstyle. It's bushy. Yeah. Okay. I prefer innovative, but okay. I'll go with bushy. Whatever you okay. think. Okay.
1: All um, right. Okay. I'm learning to cook. I don't whoa, think that's innovation, whoa, but that's adaptation. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> you guys,
2: wh- wherever you're at, at the farm, do you make sure you have fire suppressant situation going on? <laughs> Are you all up to date? Are you within code?
1: Oh, we're, yeah, yeah. We're up to oh, code. Man. We're up to code. You have only you had to warn- use it three times. You got to warn the world
2: before you do stuff like that. <laughs>
1: That's right. Well, anyway, for our uh, piddly little attempts at innovation and adaptation to uh, the world as we know it during the pandemic, we're dwarfed by some of our colleagues. And so today we have three very special guests coming in to chat with us because not only are they adapting and overcoming the uh, current circumstance of the lockdown, you know, countrywide, but they're innovating
2: me. worldwide
1: worldwide yes. think, lockdown think
2: bigger than think bigger than
1: think bigger than okay mm-hmm. but not only are they innovating or adapting they're innovating and actually kind of disrupting the veterinary medical industry i mean i'm excited to talk to him in because a good you way in, in a good way in a good way in a good right. way that's right because if you could build a better mousetrap what happens jace
2: you get rich oh no, no. you catch more mice no, the world beats a path to your door. Is that what you're looking for?
1: It only takes him three tries, uh, Three tries. Right. That's mm. right. So our first guest is Osher Fink. Osher, welcome to the Candyverse.
3: Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, and so uh, I'm going to try to say this correctly. Um, your company, I, I'm just I'm fascinated with it, but also because I love ClinPath, clinical pathology, uh, looking at cells and making diagnoses, but I'm, I'm not good at it, right? But Don't your be too company, flattered,
2: Osher. She also loves lepto. I mean, you're in the same category as lepto. Okay? All right? Let's just try to be There's, a, there. lot There's there. a lot to love there. There's a lot Yeah, this is true.
1: Thank you. So your company is called Scopio, right?
3: That's right Scopio Labs yeah.
1: Scopio Labs and um, so can you explain a little bit for folks about what what Scopio does kind of because it's a, it's a service, right It's not a clinic.
3: right. so it's, it's actually a, it's a platform. it's a digital platform and system. It consists of a scanning device that scans microscopy samples. Okay. And allows people to upload those digital samples. So think um, FNAs, fine needle aspirates, blood smears, body fluids, stained urine, these kinds of things. So the kinds of microscopy samples that you're creating in clinic. Uh huh. And it allows you to upload those samples to our network of global clinical pathologists. Okay. Global. So
2: oh. Global global gen. Right? Global. Jen. global. global right, that's very
3: cool. So that we can provide it, you know, provide a turnaround time of like one hour twenty four seven a day. Okay. What?
0: Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: That's so not nice. we have people in Australia, we have people in the UK. Holy so God. you know, it's three PM our time is three AM their time and the other, you know, the other way around.
1: Wow, okay, wait. So do you love saying this? Yeah, no, no, I got a guy.
3: Yeah, I got a a guy. guy. You like (laughs) you like your reports in
2: Australian? I
1: got a guy.
3: (laughs) You know, that's
1: exactly exactly.
2: Yeah, so yeah, we love it.
1: That's awesome. So okay. What,
2: yeah, that sounds great. So it's not a turnaround time of, of three or four days, right? Like it, like that's the typical. That's situation. that's kind of normal. Hour, from three or four days to an hour, like that's that's sort of unbelievable, actually. Yeah. So it's it's
3: point of care diagnostics, right? Exactly. Um, and you have things like CBC machines, chemistry, yeah, uh, the like. But if you want an expert to look at your slides, you have to today or before Scopio, I should say.
1: Yeah. You
3: have to physically. Wait, ship we, those Wait. Do samples. we
1: call that BS?
3: Yeah, BS. Before Scopia, before yes, this was a very, very common term. <laughs> uh-huh. BS. Very good. Um, yeah, we're always talking about. Oh, that's that's BS.
1: That's right. <laughs> um,
2: but yeah, but BS. We you actually you had to, you oh, had we, to ship yeah. it out, right? Hold on. We we actually say that a lot with Jen too, but it has a totally different meaning when we say it when in association with her. So come yeah, on no. now. All right, come on. We, it's we a tough address.
1: room, Osher. Right. I right, get
2: right. it. I get it.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, you know, I'm very simple. I live on the farm. You know, we're not as developed as Jason in the basement. Okay. And so when we're talking about this, you're using big words like microscopy and uh, scanning and FNA. So I want to make sure I have this correct. So traditionally, if I'm in a clinic, I'm standing in a clinic and a dog comes in and I've got lumps and bumps on the dog. Mm -hmm. Like I have three choices as a veterinarian, right? I can watch it right we could just monitor it yep. I can poke it mm-hmm. or I can cut it. Now I don't really want to cut it right off the bat usually right because I want to know what it is. And I don't necessarily I don't want to watch them all because sometimes owners man, they've been watching it for a while and they just want to know what it is. <laughs>
0: <That's>
1: <laughs> right. So I'm gonna poke it. Right. So I poke it with a needle, I suck some cells out and I make a slide. Is this and where then I, I take,
3: say what's next or
1: yeah like I oh. like I take the slide. <laughs> yeah I stick it on the microscope. Tell me what happens with Sophio. Yeah, yeah.
3: Okay, so it really depends on the practice. Okay. But most vets, okay, will mm-hmm. give it a quick look and see: is this a lipoma or not? Right. So is this? Oh, is like it a fat? just
1: fat? Yeah. yeah, they can yeah. Tell
3: fat. Okay, yeah. not fat. You got to do something else. Yeah, and a lot of times the fat will just kind of wash off the slide, and that's an indicator in and of itself. But yeah. Okay, let's just say you see some cells there. Okay. huh. There are some people that'll look at that and they'll be like, eh, "It's a mast cell tumor," right? Or uh-huh. lymphoma or you know. But we call really, those
1: people clinical pathologists. Asha. Yeah. See that's what we that you know,
3: that's what we call those people, yeah. pathologists, right? But really you should be sending sending those samples out for a clinical yeah. pathologist to review it and give you an answer because I mean I'm not a clinical pathologist, I'm not even a vet, right? And it's just a very complicated thing to be able to to make those calls and I think a yeah. lot is at stake. Yeah. So the issue is that, as you rightly pointed out, the practice of, of doing a fine needle aspirate it's meant to be a less invasive, fast, yeah. in some cases, preliminary diagnostic process. Right. But uh, if I if I have to wait two three days to get the answer back, okay, yeah, and maybe you know, knowing the histopath may be curative, it may be more conclusive. Then maybe uh-huh. I'll just go that route. Okay. Yeah. So. Cytology as a practice was meant to be super fast and was meant to be kind of point of care, right? Right. That's the best manifestation of cytology. Absolutely. And so when you get our system in the hospital, then it becomes a kind of thing where it can be that diagnostic process that gives you really fast answers and allows you to make timely decisions.
1: Okay, yeah, because right? I mean when I'm looking at that dog or that oh my god or that cat So traditionally I have to wait three or four days. Then I got to get scheduled if there's, if I'm supposed to, you know, if it's something that indicates surgery,
0: right. Right.
1: And then I got to get the the dog back there. The owner's got to take off work. They got to bring the dog. I got to schedule the stuff. Right. That's another trip for the dog or the cat and we got to do it. So here's what I find interesting too, is number one, this would revolutionize not only veterinary medicine, but human medicine. Yeah. I mean, are human Physicians using this sort of technology yet?
3: Yeah, so I think it's important to note that we're we're not just in veterinary medicine.
1: Uh-huh. Uh,
3: we're in human medicine. We're in uh, the field of research as well. Oh wow! Um, and the re- right veterinary is where we've made traction uh-huh. and where we're actually selling into vet hospitals. In human medicine, we have to get things um, you know approved by regulatory bodies like the FDA and the CE. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're, we, I don't we've think FDA
1: doing uh, anything that d- isn't spelled C-O-V-I-D right now.
3: Yeah, I've heard of that. I've heard of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're a little tied up at, uh, at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but we are pretty far along on that. We have a three-site clinical trial that's wrapped up for our uh, peripheral blood smear.
1: Oh, that's uh, incredible.
3: Application. So in human <laughs> medicine, we, we are very heavy up in AI where uh, uh-huh. the system is identifying uh, – cells or white blood cells of different parameters in, wow. in the clinical lab. Wow! Uh, and we're also working on a bone marrow tool, which will be really very revolutionary. In research, the thing that kind of slows things down is that it's a very fragmented market. You have all these different oh, yeah. researchers that are doing different things. And so we'd have to, we're, we're working on a tool that is meant to be uh, broad and general. Uh, so that it's a really a self-training AI system that allows mm-hmm. a research practitioner to go in and say, okay, this is the question we're asking of our samples, and mm-hmm. now go find the answer everywhere else in all the other slides.
1: Okay, really so cool. when you the say whole- AI, yeah, I think of artificial insemination. That's not what you mean by AI.
3: No, no, it is. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was like, wait, hold on. <laughs> wait,
3: what? <laughs> yeah. No, just, what
1: do you mean by AI? Yeah, yeah. So,
3: so when we say AI, it's artificial intelligence, right? It's basically training the computer uh-huh. to do things that humans are doing that are very tedious, but somewhat easy, right? Now, okay. I'm not saying that being a clinical pathologist or a hematologist is easy, but if you can like clockwork, just look at many different cells and say, okay, that's a neutrophil, that's a mm-hmm. lymphocyte, that's a monocyte. Mm-hmm. These are the kinds of tasks that very busy experts are doing today. Okay, we don't think people should have to count cells. We think that you should be able to look at the morphology and make these analyses. Uh But AI will will help to sort of streamline those those kinds of activities. And AI is very good at pattern recognition and and
2: and those kinds of things. So you guys are having a great conversation, and that's fantastic. Uh, I want to I want to interject two seconds here. So. I want to make sure I understand. You may have already said it five minutes ago. So just tell me, hey, we already said that. So it you takes this-
1: Jason a while. I have
2: to catch up. But I okay. promise you, I'll p- I promise you, I'm bringing everybody up with this, okay? He's got all that hair. That's I know, right. Too much hair. Well, no, no. I told you guys. No, no, uh, I can't name. I can't brand drop here. But no place to get it. Listen, <laughs> uh, I haven't been paid enough. But so, so you put the slide on the microscope and then what? You just say go or you hit a button or what? How does it how does it actually get? Over to
1: yeah. Do I wherever. have to have crazy equipment?
2: Right. Yeah. So that's what we want to kind of get into. So, so do I just hit a button and it goes or what? How does that work? So we put the scanner in the hospital. Okay. Who and does? You guys do? You guys come? We put it
3: install. In? Yeah, we come and ah. we install it. Although uh. things are getting a little complicated with COVID, obviously. Well, yeah, right? we'll
2: talk about that in a minute. So, so
3: yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. We're getting there. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but we'll put the the device in the hospital and set it up. It takes like forty five minutes to set up. And Is then it attached um, to my
1: microscope.
3: No, no, it's a box. It's like if you can think oh. of some of the modalities that are in your hospital oh, today. Oh yeah. Um, the box on the counter, well, huh? It's another box in the lab, right? Okay. And you okay. put a slide oh. in. Yeah, you put, okay. a, you put a slide. Well, our system actually fits three
2: slides?
1: And what kind of like what like what kind of quality picture are you getting because I've seen some stuff that Jason scans and man, it looks not, like not not not, not everybody
2: is up to par with me. I get it. I get it.
3: Yeah, so our our system is actually the highest resolution scanner on the planet, um, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, some say planet, some say world it in the depends. galaxy, yeah. um, but, but, uh, <laughs> um, but it's actually the maximum kind of bright brightfield uh, magnification that you would, that you would use as a clinical pathologist. Uh-huh. So it's a hundred X equivalent magnification with oil immersion level. Oh
1: resolution. my gosh.
3: If you ask any clinical pathologist, what are you, what's your workhorse lens? It's 100. Uh, it's 100X. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Um, but there's there's really is. no there's no 100%. Nice. Very good. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> I got you, Jason. Don't worry. Yes, thank you. I got to contribute. Um, yeah. Okay, um,
1: nerds. Okay.
3: <laughs> yeah, but uh, the other scanners that are out there today that are being used are 20X scanners. Yeah. And so you're essentially saying, okay, in order to get this promise of digital, this fast turnaround time, I'm asking my clinical pathologist to basically make a concession yeah, on, on the yeah. level of detail that they're able to look at.
1: Wow. But not wow. with you
3: guys, huh? No, no. No, yeah. of so, course so, not. That's terrible. Yeah. So we have yeah. some, some key competitive advantages, if you will. It's all built on our technology. I mean, we built yeah. the hardware. Um, um, so we built the hardware. Then we layered over that a really cool software interface that allows people to uh send their slides out to a clinical pathologist. And then we also recruited and trained and onboarded uh-huh. um, the clinical pathologist to our to our network as well. So we so, have this sort of end to end end to end solution for these hospitals.
1: Okay. So you're not a veterinarian. No. So like how did you come up with this? And I have a question after that. So how did you come up with this?
3: Okay. Was that a way of saying like give me the short answer? Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I, have- yes, I don't know what that was about. It was like a warning. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly. Like, like don't don't because, go. Yeah, exactly. Like, don't, Jason. Don't even try to ask a question no, here. No, because
1: I okay. I just want to know: Star Trek or Star Wars? Which one? Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, oh, for sure, yeah. Star Wars. But anyway,
1: you didn't say Battlestar Galactica or Buck Rogers.
3: Yeah, I'm. I'm. You know, I just love Star Wars. <laughs> And specifically, what he was about, first, he was about right? to say was, "I'm okay. not that old lady."
2: All right, yeah,
1: yeah <laughs> exactly. Battlestar Buck Rogers. <laughs> okay, he basically, right. like,
2: what are you talking about? Yeah, wh- I know
1: yeah. the millennials are like Buck Rogers. That's not oh, even on Is that, is that a that.
3: is that a fast food chain? What is that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyhow, anyhow. So, how'd you come up with this, Osher? Um.
3: So it's a, it's important to note that that our company is uh 33 people. We have you know several dozen people in Tel Aviv. Oh, that, wow. uh, that, are, that actually built the uh, hardware and software and all that stuff. So I used to live in Tel Aviv. I moved uh-huh. there in, in uh, 2015. And I joined up with uh, what was at this point a uh, four or five person team. They just had these microscopy parts like clamped to a bench. <laughs> and uh, the, the vision was extraordinary. And the the team was just like amazing and just so cool and smart. So I was like, yes, this is, this is of all the options I have. This is the one I'm going with. Okay. And so I joined as the business guy, the guy that was going to basically look at all the different industries where Uh digital microscopy can play a role and to apply it to specific use cases where we could stand those things up and get those things going. So that was like five years, almost five years ago at this point. And in my research and working with the team, we really looked and and we saw that there's veterinary, there's human medicine specifically Mm -hmm. in hematology and pathology.
1: Mm -hmm. And then there's
3: also really good research applications. That's incredible
1: because you talk like somebody who's been working in veterinary practices and like, you sound like you know exactly what the practitioner's thinking, you know?
3: Oh, well I've spent, yeah. I mean, I've spent a lot of time in in vet hospitals and we started with, uh, you know, putting one into a, a vet school and then moving it to a vet hospital kind of uh-huh. around the corner from the vet school. Uh-huh. And it just required really testing assumptions and getting under the skin of why this is important and just mm-hmm. really focusing and iterating. And,
1: and so and now,
3: so,
2: so, like, I mean, what are you yeah. guys
1: doing? Because you can't just go to all these different, you can't travel all over right now. Yeah, of the step one has
2: been sort of interrupted a little bit, right? Yeah. yeah. Innovate yeah. and change what you're doing here. Yeah. How do you so adapt? I mean, so we're adapting. <laughs> it's <laughs>
3: important. To, it's important to note that the we struggle are, is yeah, real. <laughs> we are in the midst of our basically third round of implementation. <laughs> so we had like what we call an alpha round, which was in 2017 into 2018. Uh-huh. We had a beta, mm-hmm. you know, phase of development, which you know basically just concluded, and now we're picking up with our what we call our serial, so our sort of ready for primetime product. Not, it's very similar to the beta, but beta was mm-hmm. a process of learning and and leaning in, and all of our beta customers are paying customers. But so now we're getting ready to deploy a couple hundred units uh, here in twenty twenty.
1: Oh my gosh, a couple so, hundred units.
3: Yeah, and so the plan was, and uh, you know, they say I'm going to botch this, but like, in you know, necessity is the mother, mother of invention. Of, yeah, there you go. Yeah, he said
1: uh, he
2: was going to say it. Why do you got to yeah. interrupt him? He, he had, had trouble. trouble.
1: I'm just no. helping. Thanks, All right,
2: go so I, I got your back. Like, yeah, I, I feel like me back. and Jason have to yeah. stick up for each other here. Yeah, perfect. Do you
1: guys need to get a room?
3: <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we're, so we're a digital company, but we have been implementing our technology in person,
1: oh. right? Ah. Um,
3: because part of this is about, you know, our customers are on the adoption curve. Yeah.
0: So
3: this is something very new, very disruptive to how they normally yep. operate.
0: Yep.
3: And so it, ta- it, it has historically taken training and we didn't mm-hmm. want to put too much on the hospital, so we would we would show up and we would do all the installation, right? Mm-hmm. And we would engage with the doctors because we really want to know these doctors that we're dealing with. So if they have like a if they have questions, it's like you know we have this you know more of a rapport with them, uh-huh. and it's just forcing us to change our game a little bit and um and just switch it up and just and be, so, a, so what you guys be a doing? remote digital company. So we're hard at work so we we basically with our new system which has 3 slides instead of 2 which is
1: Oh so you've already upgraded you got 3 of We've upgraded of
3: two. yep. and wow. is also far more robust from an installation perspective so it's, oh, sure. it's meant to be sort of uh, plug and play Uh-huh and it's um, a little bit faster the software is is advanced so so it's a really good it's an upgrade from beta and so we've actually just this week shipped the our first uh, what we call X100. So this next device out mm-hmm. to one of our existing customers, right? Mm-hmm. So we're like, okay, let's let's just send one of these things to our existing customers and just give it to them for free as an upgrade. Mm-hmm. Oh, that got lucky.
1: Yeah, was and, good stuff.
3: yeah, right. So we're testing out our ability to remotely install this thing.
1: Okay, and
3: uh, and we're we're we've been testing like for the last several weeks to to prepare for this we have all these materials on how to do it. We've then, we've also simultaneously shifted to the training that is meant to be done in person. Uh huh. So we'll, we'll walk people up to the unit, we'll give them a quick demo, 20, 30 minute demo, and yeah. then get the next batch of lab techs and DBMs and kind of do that over and over and over uh-huh. for a day or two, depending on the size of the hospital. We've been working on a platform for education, a, an online platform for
2: education. So we've been Basically, putting all of the training that we do into video segments and modules. Oh, wow. and, how, and how's that going? Are they receptive to it? Is it simple enough that they you can teach them that way? Because that'd be a huge selling point, right? And not yeah, yeah. only quick and easy because you get training on demand. Right. Yeah.
1: Right? right.
3: So it's it's important to know that our system is built uh, using Google's design system, so you know similar to the icons you would see on your your iPhone or your um, Android or whatever. Wow! It's very intuitive, so you kind of figure where certain things are or what certain buttons do. Right. Right. So it's a really intuitive interface that uh, if you really lean in, you you should be able to navigate. But when you have a busy veterinarian and a busy tech, especially these days, right. You know, but what's good is that that I don't,
1: I don't have to like cut down my appointment schedule because you guys are only in town for those couple of days. Exactly. Exactly. Now it's kind of on demand. It's at my pace at my time. I can do it again and again without anyone judging me.
3: Yeah. And we've been you know, we've been hard at work working on the business, the customers that we have now, right? Yeah. Like making sure they're getting a good experience, improving the software, improving the hardware. Mm-hmm. And in retrospect, you know, maybe I would have we would have uh worked on this a little bit sooner, but you know, again, the mother of invention thing, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. This is the kind of thing where we can send the videos in advance and uh, and our customers can just kind of be up to speed and yeah. then maybe just do like one WebEx lunch and learn and close the deal, right? Wow. So, uh,
2: no, we're excited That's to, be, incredible. to be shifting. Do you think after this situation, this pandemic situation is happening, you got to the sort of remote training or do you think it would be better to go? Kind of go back and have both, maybe the option of both. If it will go to you if you want to learn, or you want to just do it, you know, kind of over the internet or, or whatever.
3: Yeah,
0: I mean, what are, doing, what
2: are your doing on that?
3: remote? I mean, first of all, I think the hospitals themselves have some turnover. Not, I mean, not a ton of turnover, right? But right. there's a new doctor that comes on board. There's sure. a new vet tech that comes on board. Yep. We, we've been, it's been on our agenda to not have to retrain everybody that you know is new to scopio or if somebody's been sitting on the sidelines because they haven't had many cases and now all of a sudden they're getting lots of cases and wanting to learn scopio it's always been something that we've wanted to just be able to just say hey watch watch a few videos you'll be up to speed so it's really sped up our timeline on that front that's great so yeah so it actually is it works out well for us
1: wow good that's i think that's incredible but the just kind of the germination of the idea to get this point essentially point of care clinical pathology with the specialist backing it, that's incredible. Uh, and so your veterinarians that, you're veterinarians, the clinical pathologists, the specialists that work for you, do they come to an office or do they, like, how does that work? Because they can work, like, they can telecommute, can't they?
3: Yeah, we've had pathologists read from their cars at rest stops. What? <laughs> In their jammies <laughs> on the beach. <laughs> I mean, Yeah. Somebody said that they did jammies. it. Somebody said that they did it on a subway platform, okay? They you- read
1: the slides yes. on a subway platform. Yes,
2: yes be careful. It's, it's a family
1: uh- show. It's a family show. Yes.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Where's my head at? But
2: That's right. a- I don't know. Where's Jen? where's Jen's head at? Anyways. Yeah, but uh- the,
3: what, what, well- what we're finding is that it's uh it's kind of a it's fun. For yeah. pathologists, to do it because it's digital. It's exciting. Um, that you know, you're able to annotate the slides and kind of uh-huh. mark them up, and you're hunting them down. And it's wow! It's really like a Google Maps type experience. Oh, how fun! So the best pathologists on our platform they geek out over this and they love it. Yeah. So so you find that they you know it's eleven o'clock at night and we get a case and that you know it's it's being picked up because people are like Netflixing. It used to be Netflix and chill. Now it's like <laughs> You know, Clint Netflix. Path and chill. Yeah, Netflix and Clint <laughs> I don't know yeah, that's yeah, going yeah. yeah. so much, yeah. my friend. No, no, yeah. I think it has legs. I think <laughs> it can right. work.
1: Right, Clint Path and Clint Path and chill. Well, I yeah. think that's amazing. Yeah. Um, because that's like a super option for specialists. You know, to get that balance. And so you said eleven o'clock at night. So this is like a twenty four seven. cuz you know I, yeah. I, I love emergency practice. And so at 3 a.m. when a dog comes in with golf ball sized lymph nodes or something, Mm -hmm. but based on my, you know, all my worldly experience as a clinical pathologist, which is the big goose egg. First, um, you got to rule
2: out lepto. I can
1: rule out lepto, right? This is (laughs) definitely
2: not lepto.
1: (laughs) But, you know, if the the owners are going to be faced with a really hard decision, whether it's lymphoma or not lymphoma or whatever, Yeah. I really want a clinical pathologist to look at it, but they usually have to wait days. Yeah.
3: yeah. So the, the interesting thing is that you, you brought up one of my favorite points about this is that when we, and I told you about this process of learning and going yeah. into clinics and asking yeah. people how they use to do stuff. And mm-hmm. at the beginning of my experience in veterinary, I would talk to ER clinicians and they'd be like, yeah, I don't, I don't care that much about cyto. It's just not a thing I do that much, right? And we're like, right. oh, okay, okay. Interesting. That's not an emergency. They're not going to want to do it, right? Well, maybe it is. But if I'm an ER doctor at 2 a.m. and I know if I take this FNA, it's just going to sit there till next morning. Then it's right. going to get sent out. Then two days later, it's going to come back.
1: Two days it's later, not docket. on a Saturday.
3: Sure, yeah, but you know, then it's three, four days. But it's off their docket. So it's not really yeah. an ER thing to do cytology if you have to wait. Now, you start bringing into the equation that an ER doctor can get an answer in 45 minutes. Wow. And they can actually do the full cytology workup, but really the full diagnostic workup, which is inclusive of cytology. It can be inclusive of a path review on blood. Yeah, It can be a, you know, looking for a septic abdomen or looking for bacteria and other samples, right? So- it, for the first time, you know, you're seeing ER doctors engage with cytology. Yeah. And the scenario that That's you just incredible. described is great. Another scenario might be, is this going to Onco in the morning or is this going to IM in the morning or yeah. you know, whatever, what have you? And so there's just, it's just much more powered medicine yeah. for those that are leaning in, right? So there's a wow. big application ER that when we went into this, we're like, yeah, it doesn't seem like it's really going to catch yeah. on in ER, and it's just one of those things that happens magically be- out right. of necessity.
1: Because ER vets like to diagnose too.
2: Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah I think they right? just couldn't, right? It wasn't, it wasn't yeah. the option wasn't there. And now you pre- presented an option. That's all it is. And it's it's really fantastic what you guys are doing. So. Incredible.
1: So, yeah. okay, so tell me, I know you got a website, right? No. No. Like in all your techie stuff, nerd, you, you guys don't have we a website. We couldn't
3: find anybody that could actually like, you know, <laughs> do it. They were like, oh, you have to write lines of code and what? Uh, Yeah, of course. Yeah, we have a we have a website. Okay. It's uh,
2: Scopiolabs.com.
1: Okay. Scopiolabs.com. Yeah. Whatever you yelled okay, so- out
2: long enough for me to check it. I was like, well, this <laughs> guy's gotta have a website. i typed it in there. That's
1: like, right. That's right. Um, that's a that's incredible. So let's see, are you encouraging? Because in this right like right now, a lot of people are focused on their pets. Do you guys have any type of offer that you're making with hospitals right now or veterinarians at all, or you think that's on the horizon or?
3: Yeah. So I think what's important now, and especially in COVID is uh, that people are, you know, with protocols changing daily, Mm -hmm. right. And really Mm -hmm. trying to limit customer interactions. We are seeing with our customers that the value proposition Of mm-hmm. rapid turnaround time, and I should say, direct access to a clinical pathologist
0: mm-hmm. is
3: actually more pronounced than ever. Yeah, because you're trying to limit customers' reaction interactions, right? So, if I have to wait two days and then I get the answer, and oh, you got to come back in for X, Y, and Z, yeah. it really flies in the face of everything we're trying to do with COVID, right?
1: You could have so, been diagnosed with COVID in those two days.
3: Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yep. And you know, obviously, things are very hectic. You know, parents are home with their kids, yeah. Um, you know, like I am. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, so anyway, so if you can just if you can actually get a final diagnosis, if that person had to go to the vet and cytology or hematology with path review is warranted or indicated, mm-hmm. you really should. So now yeah. is actually a very good time to adopt digital cytology. However, we understand that there is reluctance to try new things. Like we're just trying to keep this thing afloat. What? Are you saying
1: veterinarians don't like change?
3: No, veterinarians love change. The veterinarians (laughs) I know love change. But (laughs) now, now might not be the time if you're, if you're trying to figure out like, okay, how do I do curbside, you know, service? Like, what is that even about? So what we're doing now during COVID is we're doing a month of uh, free trial. Okay. And we just, we just want to, again, we're, we're, we're able to ship remotely and yeah. train everybody remotely it's something we had to do to, to continue along our path to growth yeah. so we're able to train remotely and get people engaged so we're, we're offering a month of uh, a free trial
1: so i can have this crazy yeah. cutting edge equipment this scanner which,
2: which by yep. the way is beautifully designed oh you should, thank you you should have well, a look at it you've been to our website I, I well I, you said you didn't have one so i had to check it out it's, it's <laughs> i mean it's very cool. So anyways moving on
1: i'm gonna improve the aesthetics within my practice right yes, Super yes. and uh I can have that on a free trial for a month and just yeah. put in as many cytology slides as I want.
2: Yeah. Three Absolutely. at a time. Wow. Yeah.
1: Three at a time. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. So yeah, scopiolabs.com, right? Yep. If you're interested. Yeah. And I mean, owners, pet owners, ask your vet, <laughs> ask your vet, do they have Scopio? Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah. So basically, Let's, you guys innovated twice within three months, right? The whole situation is yeah. very innovative in its originality. And then you had to innovate how you implement it. So very good. Awesome. Yeah, yeah good. Absolutely. Good
1: on you guys. Yeah, sure. I, like, I'm in awe. I'm pretty impressed. So um, so yeah, so thanks so much for coming into the candyverse to um, kind of drag us into the 21st century. We appreciate that, Osher.
3: Yeah, no, thank you. It's been really fun.
1: Yeah, Osher right. Fink with Scopio Labs, folks. Check them out, scopiolabs.com. Very and, cool uh, we're We're going to take a short break, and we'll see you guys on the other side.
4: Vet Candy makes your life easier with scientific news, clinical updates, and expert lifestyle tips. Sign up for free at MyVetCandy.com and start making your life sweeter.
1: Oh, sure. It's all fun and games
5: until someone ends up in a cone. That's right. We are animals. Deal with it. Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets.
1: All right. Welcome back to Vet Candy's podcast and other news. So we're talking with innovators, business disruptors, and how they have adapted to overcome the big changes that are happening because of this pandemic that we're all um, in. So our next guest, um, she's already joined us here in the Candyverse. This is uh, Dr. Kristen Welch, and she has a business. Jason, have you heard of DVM Stat?
2: DVM Stat. I have heard of it. It's awesome. I love it. All right. I, mean, I even googled are, them before this little uh, this little Zoom meeting we're having. You it's did. Great. You did
1: research.
2: A little bit. <laughs> Listen, not much. All right
1: wow hey dr welch feel privileged hold on i think the better question
2: the better question is who hasn't heard of dvm
1: stat yes well so what's interesting is that some of you if if you have seen dr courtney campbell and me doing our rapid rounds then you have garnered some free continuing education credits some race credits also with Dr. Kristen Welch, because she's been one of our stat chats.
2: Oh, wow. Uh, Yes,
1: on Rapid Rounds. And so, Dr. Welch, welcome back into the Candyverse. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, well, thanks for, thanks for joining us and um, actually bringing up, I think, the, the veterinary IQ of the room here by about, I don't know, 50, 50 <laughs> points or so. <laughs> At least. So, yes. So um, so I want to talk a little bit about um, what, what you did to innovate, kind of getting that specialist consultation So, for general practitioners. So tell me a little bit about DVM STAT and how it works.
4: Sure. So DVMSTAT is a group of veterinary specialists in emergency and critical care, internal medicine, cardiology, neurology, radiology, and anesthesia and analgesia. Wow. And That's we work as a really cohesive, remote source of specialty information for uh-huh. veterinarians who are out in private practice.
1: You left uh-huh. one out. You left one out. You left out the kitchen sink.
4: Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was- well, I like saying, how, could
1: everybody. She, how could she
4: have left one
2: out, but then she kept reeling them off by that? Well, I'd probably leave one out too if I had, if I had all
1: that.
4: <laughs> the so. kitchen sink, the kitchen sink. So well, yeah. It's a mobile, you know, a remote source of mm-hmm. specialty information, essentially in a telephonic and web-based format mm-hmm. where the veterinarian still gets to maintain their veterinary client patient relationship. And the client still feels most comfortable with their primary veterinarian. But the level of medicine that the veterinarian can provide is amplified by now bringing a specialist directly into that patient Mm. care, remotely by sharing medical records, imaging, Uh having conversations over the phone, us interacting with video
1: um, about that case
4: and that examination.
1: Jason, did you hear that? She just amplified my ability to provide care. Did you hear
2: it? No, I did. It's great. I don't, know, I, don't, I don't know if she amplified my ability, but uh, she amplified everybody else's ability to provide support. Ah,
1: that's awesome. So I think that's incredible sure it's uh, because – It
2: is really great, that, and especially this time. This, this, yeah. This time, huh?
1: Yeah, especially right now because yep. that, all that virtual component, yeah? And so I think that's interesting because I got to tell you, Dr. Welch, when I, when I first came out of school – I'm moonlighted at an emergency practice. And um, I thought you were
2: gonna say they they just invented admit, electricity, but okay, I will go with moonlighted in practice. okay. Why is
1: it always go. a shot? At, wait, you're the same age.
2: Yes, okay, great. Moving on.
1: Okay. I gotta tell you there there is no no feeling of being alone like an island better or worse, I guess I should say than three thirty in the morning and some crazy case comes in. And, you, like, you can't even phone a friend because they won't be your friend the next day, right? You, know,
2: you get to do it once, and then they're out. You a do it's one
1: time. Off. <laughs> it expires. It's a one-time use only. And so, but with this option, with the DVN stat, like, practitioners don't have to be alone at 3.30 in the morning. Can they call you guys at 3.30 in the morning?
4: Absolutely. Anytime, 24-7, 365, they call the hotline, and a criticalist picks up the phone. Oh, my um, gosh. And can directly follow that case along we receive all of their medical records Mm -hmm. ultrasound images EKGs whatever they have that they want us also to review at the same time Mm -hmm. so that that consultation is as comprehensive as possible and it takes place right away over the phone there's no middleman or anything like that just call the hotline a criticalist picks up and your consult happens so we really are the phone a friend um, yeah, hopefully the final destination phone a friend where you actually get the information that you want yes. so that you can take the best care of that patient and make some definitive di- decisions.
1: all oh, right So, like, you don't have to phone a friend and then choose the fifty-fifty, <laughs> <laughs> or, or yes. my favorite, pull the lobby.
2: Yeah, pull the lobby. <laughs> Wait, I I know that's happened before. What do y- What do y'all think we should do over here? You know that's happened a few times at 30 in the morning, right?
1: Maybe, uh, maybe. I
2: have mean, never done that. You know. I've heard about that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh so could you like have you found that people are they using you guys like more often because right now, like if I go in, like if I have a client come in to see a, me in a general practice and I want to refer them to a specialist, some people are concerned because they're like, now I have to go to
4: another practice.
2: Yeah. One more place.
4: Yeah. yeah and, that, this- and there's a lot of practices that aren't actually receiving non-emergency cases. So a yeah. lot of what would have been scheduled as an internal medicine consultation or a yeah. you know, Cushing's diagnostic appointment or a diabetic mm-hmm. patient. They're not able to get that done for, X number of weeks to months yeah. and um, our service fits really nicely into that void, you know, both mm-hmm. during this pandemic timeframe and, and outside of that as well, but it mm-hmm. allows the primary vets we are really trying to stay open and yeah. trying to take the best care of their patients that they can while protecting themselves and their staff mm-hmm. so that they're around to provide that care. They're able to utilize us as their remote specialist in a very similar way to what the would receive if they were going to an internal medicine facility or a cardiologist or a neurologist or, yeah. you know, an emergency doctor, but they're maintaining that trusting relationship that the client's already built with them. So the patient, you know, doesn't end up having to travel, you know, affordability Again. and convenience wise. That's a huge perk. Yeah. No kidding. And, and,
1: um, so that's really become something that you guys have had. You probably had to adapt to having a higher
4: load. Yeah, higher Absolutely. case load. Yeah. yeah. That's been, you know, it's been really nice to be able to be a source of ongoing support for the veterinary community because, you know, we're all in practice. I'm in practice. I mm-hmm. came from work today to, to get on with you.
0: Mm-hmm. And
4: it's nice to be able to be someone who continues to sort of boost up the practice community uh, yeah. because we're all struggling right now. Yeah.
1: And maintain that standard of care.
4: Yeah, I know. Exactly, because that's so important for our clients and our patients is to keep it is. trying to provide them the best care possible, even when there are currently you know limited resource options. Yeah, yeah. Right. So totally we're talking understood. to
1: a lot of
2: folks that are doing this. Are uh, several folks, and uh, the question I always ask is, what what do what do you guys think uh, is going to happen? No one can really answer this, but do you think? Clients like it, veterinarians like it. Is this going to continue as a trend, do you think? Is it going to be something that we oh, do more type? as the as the, as the new normal, as everybody likes to call it? It's not going to stay exactly the same, but I do think that there might be some positives, right?
4: Oh, I think so, for sure. What I think is going to be a huge positive
2: it, it, is that the, is stay, yeah,
4: yeah. I think the general stance of the veterinary community is probably going to lean a little bit more towards allowing telemedicine options, which right. – is, you know, we're, we're teleconsultation. So we're a doctor to doctor service, we've yeah. you know, specialty consults to doctors, so we don't fall into the telemedicine equilibrium. Yeah. Um, but allowing telemedicine to be part of everyday general practice is going to so greatly improve practice managers and owners abilities to be more efficient to deal mm-hmm. with more patients in a day, yep. to answer a lot more of the, the questions that do a lot better with like video and, and right. physical interaction, but being yep. able to do that in a remote way.
2: Yeah. So I think yeah.
4: actually, there is going to be a, a positive that comes out of this. Cord, yeah, it's, right? it's
2: almost like a forced, it's almost like a forced acceptance. It's yeah. a lot of, yeah. a lot yeah. of times he kind of nice. doesn't yeah. want to accept yeah. anything, but we're sort of no choice now. So it's great. Yep. So now's yeah. a chance to shine as, as it, as it were. So.
4: Yeah. And veterinary yeah. medicine has always lagged behind human medicine in a lot of ways. And in accepting telemedicine as an option has always been one. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, it also, it, it provides for kind of a more intense connection, which is counterintuitive because it's, it's remote, but it, it can be a more intense connection because if they can just, you know, shoot a picture over to me and, and I can look at it, then I can consult a specialist like yourself. I can, you know, ring up DVM stat and say, you know, I think I see this. Um, I'm not quite sure. Yeah, because- or I
2: would say, what the heck is this? I mean, what is this? What am I looking at? Save me. Anyways.
1: But yeah. it does. It does. It's a, it's a more intense connection. And we can proceed with a lot more confidence, I think, with, um, with that therapeutic regimen, um, especially because, again, we're not alone. Yeah. We're not alone. So, I think that's critically important, especially during the pandemic. Well, this is wonderful. So, so you, lady, have Mm -hmm. innovated and disrupted the veterinary uh, profession, and now you're adapting and overcoming a pandemic. I mean... You might have to have a cape on for that. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> yeah.
2: What makes you no, think that's... she's not wearing one right now? I mean, just... I
1: mean, it's possible. So you got, we
2: didn't ask her to turn around. Maybe she just wears it all the time. I don't know. I is know,
1: that... it's possible. It's possible. during yeah. the <laughs>
2: pandemic, she's just superhero.
1: Right. So this is fantastic. So we have talked with. Um, let's see. So we talked with Osher. Osher Fink with Scopio Labs, who's revolutionized the delivery of the clinical pathology diagnosis. Now we've spoken with um, you, Dr. Welch, with DVM-STAT. And tell me, where can folks find out more information about
4: DVM-STAT? Our website is DVMstat.com, and that's where you can get detailed information about all of our specialties and okay. our specialist staff. And our okay. hotline, which is staff 24-7, is 833-386-7828. Now, um, do client clients don't call your hotline, do they? No. no. Um, occasionally they
2: do, but yeah. like, it's They're, on the internet. They've, yeah. I'm sure that They're they not have before,
1: right? <laughs> right. It, but so this is something where you need your veterinarian to call. Correct, and that's right. the
4: response if we get a client that
1: calls. Yeah, because you cannot opine on a pet you've never seen unless you are in exactly. consult with a with a prac with a doctor with a valid veterinary client patient relationship. We should say exactly. that right out for our mm-hmm. our uh, listeners in the um, candyverse who are not veterinarians.
4: Yeah, so, yeah, so who we'll, provides the best care for that pet too? Oh, because course. the veterinarian who has the the client patient relationship has the, the diagnostic acumen to make a, yes. an appropriate assessment so that we can then add to that assessment with a specialist. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. So that's wonderful. So now, so we had, we had Osher, we had Dr. Welch um, with DVNSAT. and now we're going to transition to a bit of an innovative entrepreneur with um, Dr. Keith Latson is up as our next guest. So we will welcome him into the Candyverse. Thank you so much, Dr. Welch, for joining us. And uh, I guarantee you that Dr. Campbell and I will see
4: you again in the <laughs> <background. laughs> Thank you for having me. Hey everyone, Michelle Fern here. I have the perfect gift for Mother's Day. You know, I can't visit my mother-in-law as much as I'd like to. And that's why I love the skylight frame. It's a touchscreen photo frame that you can email photos to and they appear in seconds. So my mother-in-law can see the pictures right away. And I have a great savings for you. Just go to skylightframe.com slash pet and you'll save $10. That's right. S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash pet, P-E-T, and you'll save $10. And get ready to receive sheer happiness thank yous from your recipient because they will love this.
3: Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. Radio. PetLifeRadio.com.
1: All right, welcome back, NewsHounds. Joining us in the Candyverse, we have us like a bona fide unicorn. And that is a pun intended because he is a board certified horse, equine, surgeon, as well as a business innovator. Jason, half the words that this guy says, I'm not even sure I know what they are.
2: That's why we had the pre-production meeting and we asked him to kind of take it down just for me. I'm aware of of the situation and I I can appreciate that. The the skill level this guy possesses just to get it down to my level is just unsurpassed, right? It's
1: incredible. It's incredible. But he also, he's also one of my classmates from vet school. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yes, I'm so I'm, i apologize to him for that, but you can't choose your classmates. So honored right. honor to be one with? of your classmates.
1: All right. <laughs> See you know what you can't choose? You can't choose your co-host on a podcast. <laughs> no, Dr. You can't. Latson. Anyway. Anyhow, that's Dr. Keith Latson that you guys here joining us. Welcome to the Candyverse.
5: Hey, thanks. It's glad I'm glad to be here with
1: yeah. both of you. Yeah. Um, so first of all, you've never actually done surgery on a unicorn, have you?
5: Uh, no, I've never done surgery on a unicorn. and I've never been called a unicorn. So <laughs> lots of other things. But thanks for that. Right out of the gate.
1: Uh, <laughs> right, right out of the gate. Right out of that's the gate.
5: Right. Hit a horse racing reference there. That's <laughs>
1: right. That's right. So um, so that's fantastic. All right. So um, let's see. I'm not sure if Jason really knows um, too much about uh, your business. Do you know anything about his business, Jason?
2: I know he's, he's, uh, he's got it. Listen, I got Google. All right. We talked about it. He's got some stuff happening, oh. right? But <laughs> <laughs> you, for me to sort of, to sort of talk about some stuff, uh, you, you know, tell tell us about what's happening uh, uh, in your life. Doctor. Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean,
5: uh, <laughs> <laughs> as, as with everybody that's changed. Uh, yes, it, it has. It, it changes minute yeah. by minute, hour by hour. Yeah. Um, it, you know, for us, we, I'm a veterinarian. You know, I've always called myself a veterinarian and uh, went to vet school at Texas A and M, UC Davis. So an Aggie through and through.
1: That's right. That's uh, a double Ag.
5: That's right. A double.
2: Oh, egg. I didn't. I didn't realize you were the full, full blown, in great Texas at Texas M. That's fantastic.
5: Yeah, full on, full yeah. on. So I practiced for about ten years doing equine surgery on thoroughbreds, and that had always been my dream to work on. Uh, athletic horses, and uh, it, I, I actually started thinking I'd be a human orthopedic surgeon, and that quickly changed when I saw my first racehorse in real life. Uh, I just thought it was the most spectacular athletic specimen I'd ever seen. I mean, and to watch them move just so graceful and and almost motionless other than their legs so i uh, thought
1: you were going to say that that changed when you met your first human in an orthopedic surgery setting
5: <laughs> <laughs> well i you know If I'd ever had to change a bedpan, it it probably would have changed. And I have to throw out some great respect for all the people who are on the front lines right now doing just that.
1: Oh, it's Um, incredible, isn't it?
5: 24 hours a day its unbelievable. The commitment uh, that all our healthcare practitioners have. And so I've got to throw that out there and and a big word of thanks. But no, I just, I thought racehorses were the most spectacular things and their legs were built like suspension bridges, which spoke to my (laughs) kind of engineering mind. Uh, <laughs> i never and, heard
1: that. <laughs> and
5: it, so, uh, I, I'm kind of a nerd that way, and it mm-hmm. just it it fit um, it fit everything that I was really looking for out of a career um, to be outdoors generally, to be with animals generally, mm-hmm. um, and to be with interesting people, which certainly is the racetrack. Some of the most oh
1: yeah people
5: I know, but interesting people.
2: And that's a nice way to put it, my friend. <laughs> interesting people, though. Not even air quotes, just straight out
1: no. interesting. It's just interesting yeah. air it's from, from all lots characters. of that's Characters. That's
5: right. Yeah. Lots of characters. Uh, and I think we we all see that in veterinary medicine. We meet our, mm-hmm. our cast of characters. And, it, you know, it would be an interesting podcast to have our top five characters that we've met in our careers. Oh, yeah. We just exchange stories. but
1: Names would have to be changed. To yes. For, <laughs> <or
5: you>. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> There there might have to be a 10-second delay for uh, for some of the colorful (laughs) language, but through that arc, I I was exposed to a lot of people who had made careers as entrepreneurs doing other things, building Mm -hmm. businesses, and just saying yes to opportunities, Mm -hmm. Um, and for me, the first opportunity came when my college fraternity brother came to me and said, hey, I've been using this product, but all I can get is a human product. Do you think we could formulate it for horses um, and use it with our own patients? And ultimately, that became my first business that wasn't veterinary medicine service related um, and and really climbed the learning curve with Mm -hmm. that business. And that's expanded into more opportunities and several other businesses, including Square, which is the business um, based on Amazon, but particularly focusing on animal health that you and I have talked a little bit about.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you described for me kind of how that works. And I think I understood the first three or four minutes of how <laughs> how that works. It's just incredible to me to talk with a veterinarian who has that kind of a relationship where we're talking about like top 100 sellers on Amazon. I mean, that's, yeah, that's just incredible.
2: Deal, right? It's yeah. huge. Everybody knows Amazon. That's a huge. When Jennifer told me that, I was like, no way. She doesn't know. OK, Truth be told, I thought maybe she didn't know what she was talking about. Wow! I took that the grain thought, like maybe she means top one hundred sellers. You know, on a Tuesday between the hours of three and four. I don't. I don't really know what she's talking about. <laughs> right. That's, uh, I mean, we've all been on Amazon, so that's fantastic.
5: Sure, and
2: Amazon, <laughs> Amazon.
5: What a! If you had told me ten years ago that that this would be the case, I'd be involved in a family run business based out of St. Louis. Working virtually with two of my favorite cousins on this business, it would be a, a top one hundred seller on Amazon. I would have just shaken my head and said, "Keith, there, listen, there's no way."
2: Did Did you just offend the rest of your cousins? I, I, I don't know. Maybe, I think maybe you did. You gotta be uh, careful. Only
5: Only if they're offendable.
2: Oh, very good. That's a, that's a, <laughs> put the onus right back on them. Very
5: good.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> You're not a lawyer, also. That's very. I heck.
5: know what the heck. <laughs> that may have been the fallback plan. I, I
1: oh <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think Keith could be a lawyer because he doesn't. He doesn't. He's not argumentative enough. He's one of the nicest guys.
0: <laughs> well, you know,
1: you. like that. You you gotta be like you know like uh, who was that legal eagle we had on the other episode? Omar, counselor, counselor Lopez. Omar. Yeah, Omar. He he's argumentative. Keith. Keith Latson, not argumentative. No. No.
5: <laughs> no. I, I, no. No, no. no, no, I'll, no. Let, I'll let other people argue. Maybe mediate.
1: I, I, <laughs> yeah, you could be a mediator. <laughs> I'll go there. Maybe
2: I'll mediate a little bit <laughs> yeah. in the meantime.
1: So what's interesting um, is in this time of the pandemic, um, we're talking with innovators who not not only do they recognize that veterinary medicine has been somewhat disrupted by uh, the pandemic. You know, now we're doing curbside service, social distancing, minimizing contact with other humans, et cetera. Um, so veterinarians are even um, more distant from their clients and from um, their pets, but Keith, you kind of are offering, like you have a strategy to not only continue the standard of care that veterinarians are used to providing, but maybe elevate it in some ways because of kind of how you straddle veterinary medicine and business with the Amazon platform, right?
5: Sure. Yeah, I think there are a lot of opportunities for veterinarians to expand what they do, um, not necessarily to... Skydive off the cliff with their careers, hoping that the parachute opens, like I did in 2015.
2: Um, uh, well, apparently, it opened, my friend. Not only and that, that it was fortunately, fortunately um,
5: through through a lot of hard work and dedication and relationship building, it did open. Yeah. but I think they're with that curbside service. Which,
1: like, was, it, was it like one of those clunky old-time parachutes, or was it one of those cool, like, flight suit things? You know, how did it happen?
5: Yeah, it, it wasn't like a Mission Impossible square oh. red, sh- you know, parachute, like a Halo jump Tom yeah. Cruise. It, it felt like more like a World War Two <laughs>
0: parachute. Like first. you just Which flung, flung it pull? out? Like the,
5: the jerk when that thing finally opened was... <laughs>
1: Uh, <laughs> Excellent. So Excellent. I, I,
5: I wouldn't necessarily suggest that that right now people make a decision like that, although I, yeah. I know a lot of people feel like that decision has been made for them. A lot of veterinarians do. Yeah. So a, a lot of us are left wondering, OK, what do I do now? Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how do I help this parachute open or, or at least buffer my landing a little bit? And I think I've talked to a lot of veterinarians who have done some interesting things. And so have you all from the curbside service to beginning to create content along with their teams, create content, make connections with their, their clientele so that there is a, a consistent conversation happening between themselves and their clients, checking in, hey, how is your how is your pet doing? How's your animal doing? I know we saw them four weeks ago and just checking in. And so you and I talked a lot about um, telemedicine and consulting online yep. on Zoom calls like this. Yep. And I think there are some potentially added layers of value that veterinarians can add um, when they're doing those, those teleconferences and telemedicine in that so often um, products are being recommended by the veterinarian and, and in many of these more complex um, issues uh, maybe it's a dog with IBD um, who is on uh, all sorts of medications and and dietary restrictions or dietary needs for that IBD, but they may also be getting a probiotic. Mm -hmm. Um, So, When we talk about the probiotics, oftentimes veterinarians are not the ones who are selling that probiotic to the customer. They're making the recommendation, but now that their brick-and-mortar pharmacies or checkout stores are, are not open and accessible to customers, customers by and large are resorting to Amazon or online websites that still have inventory and capacity to ship one of the things that i think is really critical right now for veterinarians to provide is that continuity of convenience that comes mm-hmm. from the telemedicine consult all yeah. the way through to hey here's here's a link to the product um, that i that, think uh, and
1: i think that's the thing that that is to some de- some degree can be tricky in with the pandemic that's happening right now, it, it can be it can be a little bit more involved even when we don't have like the world on lockdown. But right now, if I don't have it in the practice, do I ask the client to go to another location to pick it up? Is that essential? Are we going to get in trouble? Are they going to actually go and do it? Like, you know, and so I think that affording that option for delivery to the home, you know, and can you so describe how that can happen for sure. a veterinarian?
5: sure i mean most people like we just talked about prior to the show most people are buying off of amazon routinely now it's just become yeah. a part of daily life for many of us most of us looking at the statistics uh it, it, amazon has really skyrocketed fortunately, they're able to still still provide their continuity of service although shipping times have been pushed out a little bit yeah. products are still available and they're still shipping by and large So one of the ways veterinarians can take advantage of the Amazon platform is called Amazon's affiliate program um, or their their associate program. Uh And this is is basically an affiliate network where the veterinarian or their practice would sign up for the Amazon associates program. And depending on the category of product, whether it's pet or home and household, uh-huh. um, depending on the category, the the person who recommends that product through their link that they provide collects a commission on the sale of that product. So for example, okay. in pet products, currently that commission is 8%, which okay. doesn't seem like a whole lot. It seems like, man, I, I would have to get a lot of people to buy a lot of product for 8% to make any sort of that's a diff- sale-
1: Well, that's sales tax. For most people, that's the amount of the sales tax right. that they would normally have to pay.
5: Right. And so Amazon effectively pays a commission to the person who's recommended that product Okay. Uh, when their customer, whether uh-huh. it's on a website or through an email or something, when their customer purchases through that associate's link.
1: Okay. Uh,
5: so this is an opportunity for veterinarians to say, here, this is the product I'd like you to buy and to have that conversation mm-hmm. about we're all in some difficult times right now and I do receive yep. a commission when you purchase through this link. Yep. Well, I, I think that creates trust and transparency in that transaction. Yeah. And I also think there's opportunity for veterinarians to understand that there are, are certain sellers on Amazon um, which work directly with the pharmaceutical companies or mm-hmm. with the manufacturers, the brands directly.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
5: Veterinarians can trust the supply chain of product mm-hmm. um, that it hasn't gone through four one hundred degree warehouses before it's gotten to Amazon before yeah. to the customer. Well, because um, that
1: that not only is that the big issue, right? Because you know we don't know how long it sat on a pallet on the loading dock, right? A lot of times. That's right. But but the issue is that so if I say to a client. I do let's go back to the IBD dog or the IBD cat and one of the kind of the ancillary therapies is probiotics I mean that was a great example and so do you know how many probiotics there are in the market like for pets there's a bazillion like as a veterinarian I don't want to say oh they need to be on some probiotics but I also if I don't have any and my supply chain has been disrupted because of COVID and because of delays in shipping from my distributor I want to be able to directly steer my client to a probiotic that I trust, that I recommend for their specific pet and what they need. And then I want to be able to trust that the supply chain is intact and we know it's going to be effective. And so being able to do that with something like an Amazon affiliate account, that just allows me to offer standard of care, gosh, almost no matter what's happening.
5: That's right. And I think the other thing too, continuing on with that probiotic example, the other thing to consider is that many probiotics need to be shipped cool. Yeah. So are we using a a provider, a third-party seller like my company, and there are several other reputable companies as well Mm -hmm. who work directly with brands. Are they shipping that probiotic with an ice pack or with with a cold pack? Are they shipping it during the middle of summer? Here we are. And here I am in Texas, you in Florida, you know, it, it, fortunately we're at home and we can receive our packages fairly immediately right now, right. but in the normal case, normal. It's going to
1: sit there till people get it'll home from work. It's
5: there for a couple of hours. So yeah. we need to know that that's being shipped with a cold pack. <laughs> and those are the types of things that take a little bit of research on the veterinarian's yeah. part to be able to, to offer Here's the link to a supplier that I trust. But veterinarians can also reach out to the brands that they that they recommend and say, uh-huh. hey, who, who is your trusted provider on Amazon ah, for your product? Okay. Because typically brands have a director of e-commerce, and that director of e-commerce has carefully selected one or several sellers for their uh-huh. products on the Amazon platform and the other third-party marketplace oh. platforms like eBay um, uh-huh. and those. And so a veterinarian can get a list of those of those providers, those huh. sellers' names, and then mm-hmm. say, okay, here are the sellers that that we trust and that we're looking ah. for in these products.
2: I was going to ask you that. I wasn't sure how this transpired with the client clinician transaction. Say here, buy from this person, or here, you just get, you can literally just give them a list. Say, I want you to get this product, and here's a list of people that I trust. Make sure it's from from these people. Is that kind of what you yeah. would recommend, or how does that how does that sort of you know, we don't always do that, so we don't necessarily know how to go about getting that done. Is that how that you know little discussion would work? That's how that would work. So yeah. if there, if there are supplements, he
1: can be taught. Yes. <laughs> yes.
2: yes. Well, I have another question that's much more basic. We'll get to that in just a minute. So. No, no,
1: go that with that the basic. basics. Go with the <laughs> basics. Do it.
2: Uh, oh no! My question is: is how do you pronounce your company's name? <laughs> uh, you know what? I'd I tried lo- a lot, and I almost had like a little cramp in my mouth. I'd, I'd love to hear
5: your options.
2: No, no, I'm, don't don't go there, lawyer. <laughs> man, right? Uh, <laughs> I don't put that back on me. Uh,
5: it's it's pronounced squared, so it's Z Q U A R E D. Although we often hear from. Oh, people call it Z
2: squared. Or yeah, that's what I was going to say. Squared? I, I know it's one word, squared. but I love it. I think it's super innovative, right? It's yes. Super...
5: Yeah. And tell
1: the truth. One of the cousins came up with that, right?
2: Yes. our
5: One of the our, favorite cousins. Our millennial, my favorite millennial cousin, uh, because he's the only millennial of the two that I've already called favorite Might
2: as well go all the way, my friends. Go <laughs> all in. All it's in. All in. <laughs> why, why don't you rank them on a
5: spot right. the we'll put them on a the
2: spot
1: rank the extended family go <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh man i I, yeah. I must have 40 cousins and second cousins what
1: oh uh, hell a you only <laughs> have Not two so, yeah you're yeah. out <laughs> yeah Family reunion <laughs> is going to be tough for you, Keith. Uh, <laughs> so they're back they're to the
5: only sponsor. two with whom I'm in business. So. Yeah. So
1: my, okay. There you go. There you go. Hey, hey, Tom. I
2: want you to. I want you to buy. a recommend this, if we don't have it. I don't. You don't have to go to the store during this pandemic. But here, why don't you go online and in what you give him a list of <laughs> of reputable providers. I don't know what the right term is. Or, but, a, link. Yeah.
1: or, or a link.
2: A Or a list of links. But how do you give him? You can't just hand him a link, right? It's got to be no, a. No, you. Of, like,
1: a you gotta email it, dude.
2: Whoa. All right. Whoa yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean if we're if we're gonna go back about, to the computer and type some stuff i'll be crazy
5: <laughs> if we're thinking about telemedicine i mean uh-huh. let's let's yeah. be honest there's there's hopefully going to be some digital communication sure, and I guess
1: so. yeah uh, and so sure. there's another thing that um here uh, in the candyverse we're familiar with and there's because it's the amazon smile program and so vet candy whenever our company orders something from amazon then we uh, a portion of it gets donated to Mission Rabies, which is one of our favorite charities. Our friend Luke Gamble runs it. And so we picked that for Amazon, our Amazon Smile program. Awesome. And you know, we have to order so much stuff. We order, I don't know, crates and crates and crates of makeup for Jason yes. and lights. Hair,
2: hair product for and sure. The,
1: <laughs> and the and the, the pomade for his <laughs> hair. And then all of that. And all have, of well, that—the beard the just naturally, the just beard. Nice. You yeah. imagine, oh,
2: okay. it's, just, its just a natural situation.
1: That's right. Well, they can't see it because all of that is in preparation for the launch of Pop, right? Yep. Our our, our right. new show that's going to premiere. We call but that a
2: shameless pop. plug. Uh,
1: shameless ex- plug. Shameless plug. I'm excited <laughs> plug.
5: about that. I'm excited about that.
1: Yeah, you just think you're going to get some good info. <laughs> <laughs> I, I all
2: right, very good. I don't know how yeah. we kind of devolved into this discussion, but let's talk yeah. about the
1: and well, the- and actually, I should say, pop is already out, so people can find it on Facebook, on YouTube, and everywhere. Pop is out, but oh, and iTunes, because only the cool kids are on iTunes. Okay. So, um, but anyway, I digress. But Amazon Smile is another way that folks can uh, really leverage that relationship with Amazon if they become a, like an affiliate or they get, you know, recommend through one of these companies because the the brand and the product is curated by that company. So yeah. lots of good things.
5: Yeah, I think there's so much good. I think it's, it's just a matter of really shaping the way we have traditionally thought about purchasing online it for so long has been the humanity has not been a part of that transaction right Uh, and humanizing the transaction is something that's really important to us at squared and I think the smile program is one of those things that Mm -hmm. opens up conversation once again between veterinarians and customers and just Hey, hey here's a quick reminder make sure you're contributing to the smile program to to whatever's important to you because there are so many people who aren't signed up to the smile program so there are so many potential dollars that aren't
1: oh yeah
2: going to useful causes
1: mm-hmm yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, this has been super fantastic. Hey, wait, no, not. Right.
2: I got another question. It's really important. All right, okay.
1: Ask all the okay. Is it a,
2: is it a family question? No, no, no. Okay. But I drill. I drill down in the important stuff. Okay, because squared. Uh, did I say that right? Squared. Squared. Yeah. Super big and super important to Amazon. How many dinner parties have you been to with Jeff? Done. <laughs> 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 I mean, he invites me every Thursday. I, I'm like, dude, leave me alone, all right? I got – yeah, In that case, Jason,
5: I'd have to be a guest of an
2: invited guest. Oh, well, <laughs> so, you, yeah. you, you can be my plus one, all right? You can
1: my plus one. <laughs> Right. And Jason also has a seat when blue origin goes to the moon. Okay. (laughs) Three, actually. Three. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. Um, but this has been super fantastic and Dr. Latson, we're, we're going to have to have you come back because I want to hear all kinds of stories about equine surgery, the Kentucky Derby, because yes, Dr. Latson is involved with the Kentucky Derby and making sure that uh, the, the welfare for the, the racehorses is looked after. But that is a convo for another podcast. Yes.
2: You may want to hear all that. But the Candyverse really wants to hear stories about Dr. Jen from Dr. Latson. All right? Because they were no. <laughs> gonna Have no. some interesting stories and it will make a date. All right? It'll
5: no, be great. No,
1: nobody wants to hear that. So, everybody, anyhow. Wants
5: to that. I'll pull the you. I'll pull our class, uh, Yahoo.
1: <laughs> You'll pull if the class and they'll say, if, if that's Did still she graduate?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Who is <Okay>. the bad lady?
1: <laughs> Was she in our class? Anyway, this has been wonderful, and uh, we hope you guys have enjoyed this episode discussing business disruptors and innovation during the time of the COVID pandemic, where veterinarians can still continue to provide a high standard of care and help owners learn or continue to live with the pets that they love. So thank you so much, and we will talk to you guys on the next episode.
2: Giggle.
3: Let's Talk Pets,
0: every week on demand.